Hello and welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. My name is Tafara Butai. Did you know that God is inside Kairos moments, divine connections, favor, unmerited strength for his children, for the marketplace? I like to call all of this God's grace in the marketplace. And so on this podcast, that's what we're going to be talking about and many other subjects. Let's check out today's podcast. Today we have a special guest all the way from Cape Town, South Africa. And before we get into that, we're going to uh, go into God's word and um, uh, just kind of read the scripture and encourage you. And then we're going to introduce our guest uh, shortly. And I want to read from 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10. He's talking about grace as an anointing for us in the marketplace. So the grace of God is not just... Uh, 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 the power to forgive sin. The grace of God is also our fuel. Uh, it is also what gives us energy, what gives us strength uh, to function in our respective areas of calling. And listen to what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10. He says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me was not in vain but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me. So the Apostle Paul is saying, man, this grace of God in me was the fuel that helped me to labor. And he goes on to say that he labored uh, more abundantly than all the other apostles because of this grace. So God has a grace for you, for the marketplace. It's a grace, it's an empowerment, it's an enablement that he has given uh, to his children for them to be able to function in the marketplace. So once again, good evening and welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. Tonight, our special guest is none other than uh, Isaac Okua. And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to read Isaac's bio quickly and we're going to uh, let him loose. He has some uh, uh, really uh, great uh, nuggets to share with you tonight. And so uh, Isaac Okua married to Annaline. Uh, together are directors of Andrew Womack Ministries and Caris Bible College in South Africa. And his passion is to love seeing people discipled and coming to the knowledge of Christ. And so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, why don't you help me to welcome my friend, my brother, Isaac Okua. Come on, hit the like button, hit the hearts and just show your love, brothers and sisters. Welcome, mm -hmm. Isaac. Thank you so much, Pastor Tafaro, for having us tonight. We are excited to really, you know, spend this time with you. Man, I'm just so thrilled and I'm excited uh, uh, to have you tonight and to have you share with us whatever the, uh, the Lord has put uh, uh, on your heart. So why don't you go for it and just uh, uh, take us on, brother. Amen. Thank you so, so much. I know, you know, oftentimes people wonder why we are so excited and maybe someone is asking, you know, why is this guy so excited and all excited to be obviously um, live tonight? But, you know, I've come to learn that, you know, uh, the grace of God really causes thanksgiving in our hearts. You know, and whilst God's grace causes thanksgiving in our hearts, thanksgiving, the Bible says, also causes, you know, um, our faith, obviously, to abound. Um, when you understand what God has done for you, when you know his goodness, when you really have experienced, you know, who God is and just his goodness and his love, he's lavished upon us. 
man, I tell you, man, all that you want to do is just jump, you know, through the roof with excitement and joy in your heart. So we're excited tonight. Um, so please, 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 without us apologizing for anything, we're excited because we're experiencing God's grace Come on. in abundance. And I hope and trust that the listeners will be doing the same tonight as well. But really, man, thank it's you be so awesome. much. We're looking Amen. forward to it. And so, yeah, welcome, brother. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Tafara. I think tonight, you know, um, if I need to title what I want to share tonight, um, just, you know, a simple topic, which I've really titled being built to last. Mm. You know, we've seen many go into ministry or business and haven't really lasted, obviously, you know, for the long run. Mm. We heard, we've heard about many who have started in a few years down the line. You know, what happened to this person? And these are just a few things that, you know, God has really ministered to us. And so the heart tonight is really just to, you know, share our, our experience with, you know, you as the listener and believing that, you know, as you hear our testimonies and just, you know, the little that we believe God has done out of the much more still to come, that you will be blessed. And I pray that it will help you and it will build you up to also believing that, you know, God is too big for you and I to be thinking small. Come on. You know, his grace in our life, you know, simply is God's enablement. And so for me, uh, let me maybe start um, reading a scripture here. But in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, it says, God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ before time began. And so he's calling for us, whether in business, whether in ministry, whether you are called to be a stay-at-home mom. You know, it is not according to your works. It is all according to his purpose and also according to his grace. And so if it is his purpose, it is also, you know, his ability that will also, you know, will be required in, in order to fulfill in that purpose. You know, uh, the scripture says, faithful is he who has called you, who will also do it. So he doesn't call you and put you on the stage and, you know, obviously um, release you to do it, but he calls you and also does the work through you. But we want to look at a, um, a few definitions of grace, and I'm glad you also touched on it um, just before we started. But, you know, God's grace is simply God's provision for men, uh, for all of mankind's need. God's ability, we've heard it so many times that it's God unmerited favor, God's enablement. And so if grace is God's enablement, how is this relevant for the agenda of, of grace in the marketplace? Mm. Um, it's really simple because for me, it is really just us operating in the consciousness of knowing that in, in our business, we are serving a purpose. We are not just doing a business. We are not doing ministry. You are not just a stay-at-home mom. You are serving a purpose. And for you as a stay-at-home mom, that you will recognize you know, the privilege God has entrusted you with the kids and also believe God in sowing, you know, things into their lives that will impact them, you know, for the rest of their lives to come. For you as a business person, it is not just making money. It is not just doing it the way that it has always been done, you know, because it, God has called you for a purpose. But with that purpose, it says he's also giving you the ability. And so how do we then operate in the consciousness of you knowing that you are serving a purpose? But at the same time as we're operating with and operating in the abilities of God in the marketplace. Man, this and, is and, and, and before you go uh, ahead there, I just want to add uh, my two cents that 
you know, it's so powerful what you're saying because God is not a cheap date. Like you say, he doesn't uh, give you an assignment and, and hang you out to dry, just put you on stage and say, hey, now you're going to have to wing it. He actually puts the fuel in your tank, which is the grace that we are talking about. And uh, uh, grace is not just limited to the saving power of God. It is also his strength. Uh, uh, the Apostle Paul was told uh, that my, my, my grace is sufficient for you and my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And uh, he went on to say, when, I, when you're strong, when you're weak, you should say you're strong because of this grace. It, it strengthens you in the areas that you are weak. So we are not alone, brothers and sisters. Uh, uh, God is with us and his power is with us. His enabling power uh, is with us to accomplish everything that he has uh, called us to do. I just thought to encourage someone with that. Praise God. Amen. Absolutely, Pastor Tafara. You know, so if it's all about God's ability, then what God is saying to you and I is that we should never cut our clothes according to our size, but according to his size. And so for me, you know, these were some of the things that I had to really allow the Lord to redefine in my heart, you know, because I mean, um, I'm not sure about your story. I don't know about obviously the story of the listeners, but when you've grown up, you know, being told that, you know what, uh, you can only go as far as, you know, um, your forefathers, your fathers, you know, and all these kind of stuff. And so you read the scriptures and all of a sudden, you know, God reveals his heart to you that it's not about you. It's not about your works but it's about his ability. And I think, you know, this is the struggle that many people have because for most people, you know, you can either define yourself by your age or, you know, by the fact that you are female or by the fact that you are black or you are white, but all of a sudden the Lord invites you in because of his ability. And he's saying, hey, listen, now it's no longer about what you can do. It is not about you cutting your clothes according to your size, but I'm putting potentials within you that you will be able to cut your clothes, you know, according to his size. Pastor Tafara, I tell you that, you know, that has been one of the main things that we've allowed God to redefine in our hearts, you know, to believe in his ability in us, to really take in on things that on a normal basis we wouldn't take on because we've come to understanding that it's not about us, but really more about him and his abilities, you know, within us. Um, so I just want to share just a few things, but I had to learn that, you know, before you and I can experience, before changes can take place on the outside, you know, something has to take place on the inside. And I know oftentimes many are trying to succeed. Many are going for, you know, all the certificates and trying to do all these things they can in the name of success. But the Lord really just revealed to us, myself and I, I mean, my wife, that, you know, what, until something changes within Mm. nothing changes on the outside. So that's really the first point that I want to bring across. Right. You know, how do you see yourself? You know, what is limiting you? What have you allowed to stand in your way that has kept you where you are? Because grace is available and the grace of God will always keep you moving. The grace of God will always be great and bigger than require you to really allowing God to redefine you know, just certain things in your heart based on your experiences in order for grace to find its full expression in your life. And so that's really the first point that I would like to make tonight that, you know, until something changes on the inside, nothing will ever change on the outside. And so for us, we had to allow God to redefine a few things in our hearts. Um, And in the same breath as well, I've said many times to the students that, you know, nothing really defines destiny like our 
our mentality. But these are all the things that, you know, really takes, you know, goes on in our hearts. How do you see yourself? You know, what do you believe about this business? You know, how far are you willing to go? Do you believe that God's ability is in you? Are you able to go beyond yourself in trusting God and knowing the, the, the full potential of what he's placed within you? Wow. And so I just want to encourage all the business people, you know, whatever form of ministry you are involved in, you know, but tonight specifically, obviously, you know, being grace in the marketplace more for business, you know, that you will begin to just allow God to redefine certain things in your heart. And the truth is this, who said you cannot become a millennial? Yeah. Who said you cannot become the next business tycoon? Mm. You know, how far are you willing to allowing the grace of God to find in its full expression in your heart so that you and I can give praises and glory, you know, to the Lord? And Man, so that's the- powerful that you say that, uh, you know, uh, our thought life contributes uh, a lot to what we see going on around us. Scripture tells us in Proverbs 23, 7, uh, that is a man thinks in his heart. And it's interesting that he didn't say as a man thinks in his brain. He said as a man thinks in his heart, uh, right at the core of your being. Uh, the, the, the messages uh, that you allow to form your beliefs on the inside of you uh, will determine what you begin to experience as a man thinks in his heart so easy. And so if there's one thing I can encourage you to do during this season, it is to, just like Isaac said, to start cutting your clothes according to God's size and not your size. Because God wants you to grow. I mean, he wants you to, to grow into a God-sized vision and not just uh, uh, your own uh, uh, Mickey Mouse vision sometimes. Over to you, brother. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Tafra. So I think for me, in, read, in allowing God to redefine things in our hearts, you know, I always say that in order for people to become um, original, you know, we all had to uh, imitate someone. You know, um, as a child, before you start speaking on your own, that's why we call it mother tongue, because you had to copy your mom, you had to copy, obviously, your parents, you know, as to how they speak in order for you to get yourself built up to the place where now you can use grammars that your parents probably don't understand. Um, But I really, you know, realize that, you know, there are people that God has really, you know, I mean, done so great and mighty things through. And like Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. And so I always, always, and for my side, I look for people that spiritually really turn me on. Mm. I don't know about you, Pastor Tafara, but you know, there are people that when you, when you look at them, they turn you on spiritually. Mm. What that means is that, you know, they've got something, um, they display what you would like to be. And for, and, and so for me, you know, so, um, and Womack was always someone that you know, has always been someone that God has used really impacting us so mightily. You look at this man and you see what God is doing in him. It makes you just want to, you know, get better. It, it kind of gives you hope. And so I just want to encourage people out there. Man, listen, God has put in so many people around you. There is nothing you under the sun, the Bible says. Whatever God is going to be doing through you, he's really done through somebody else. And wisdom, you know, requires us to just find someone who has succeeded, someone who has gone before you, who has had a great impact, you know, and really draw from them and also put in what God has obviously placed within you in whatever you draw from them so that you and I can become good. But the first point I want to, sorry, the second point I want to bring across is for me, I had to learn to understand how much God loves me. Hmm. And I want, you know, one can say, what does love has to do with business? Well, the truth is this, when you know that you are loved, 
you will never be fearful. Right. And now because of fear, many have compromised. Because of fear, many have taken shortcuts. Because of fear, many have not been able to really, you know, really take on stuff that they should have taken on. And so one of the things that God did for us was really just, you know, redefining his love for me. And now let me put this across, Pastor Tafara, you know, um, how can you be afraid when you know that God loves you? And how can you be, how can you be afraid when you know that God is with you never to leave you? Now, it sounds very, I mean, these are things we quote. I'll never leave you nor forsake me. Mm. But if you really take a moment and allow the Lord to, I mean, the Lord asked me that question. He said to me, how, how can you be fearful when you know that I love you? Come on. And how are you afraid when you know that I'm with you never to leave you? Man, the whole of heaven literally is backing you up. The God who created the earth and the universe is with you. How is it possible that you will be afraid? And so for someone who is, who is really, you know, who, who is fearful at the moment, you know, oftentimes in business, there are a lot of, you know, Holy Ghost opportunities that uh, we can take. But oftentimes people tend to shy away because the confidence is not there yeah. because people are fearful. But all that is really just the enemy trying to hinder you from you becoming the best of what God has called you to be. Mm -hmm. And so for me, you know, just allowing the Lord to minister to my heart about how much he loves me really has given us the confidence to knowing that, man, it doesn't matter who you come against. It doesn't matter how big the situation is. The fact that I know that my God is with me man it brings some boldness in your heart that come nothing on. can stop you come on and so i think i mean as christians as people full of grace we need some holy ghost tenacity we need some holy ghost boldness out there in the marketplace to really go beyond you know the norm and really becoming the light and the soul that i believe god has called us to be positive man that's powerful because uh, that's where we get our, our confidence, our, our, our identity is in knowing that, you know, Jesus, it starts with that. It starts with the identity of knowing that uh, God loves us and that, you know, he, he says, you'll never leave us nor forsake us. And so when we leave the church building on Sunday morning or the church uh, broadcast during lockdown, God is with us in our hearts. And then when we go out into the marketplace and we are confronted with, uh, uh, different scenarios and situations, and some of them intimidating. Uh, when we start reminding ourselves that God is with us, uh, like you say, rightly say, Isaac, you know, it's going to bring some co confidence and some boldness on the inside of you. I remember uh, I was preaching at a big conference two months ago, and uh, as I was getting up to go and preach, man, I started playing and rehearsing the kind of the caliber of people that was in that conference. And I mean, these were people who were older than me. These were people who belonged to a higher social status uh, than me, you know, at least in the natural. And man, I'm thinking about these things and I started getting intimidated. And, um, you know, as I was starting to get really intimidated and step into uh, uh, being fearful, the Lord started reminding me of how much he loved me. And he Amen. said, Tavara, I love you. You know, uh, uh, if you were the only person in the earth, Jesus would have still come to die for you. And man, as I started meditating on that, there was such a boldness, a confidence that came on the inside of me. And all of a sudden I was smiling. I was ready to go up on stage and, and, and let the Holy Spirit minister through me. Uh, but all of that happened because I started reminding myself of how much uh, God loves me. And, and I think this is a timely reminder uh, for some people here who are getting ready to go back into the marketplace and uh, 
it's a it's a situation that is uh, filled with uncertainty and they're just not sure uh, what their office will look like what their remuneration will look like if the company is going to survive well let me tell you there's one thing that's constant and that one thing is that god loves you he will never leave you nor forsake you and because of that you can be confident uh, that uh, uh, you will be a success in the marketplace man that's powerful let's go to the next point Amen. So I think with everything that we've said, it's really just to bring us, you know, to the place where, you know, we, you and I get to prioritize our relationship with the Lord, you know, above, you know, ministry, above the business or above our assignment. And so just also bring it across that, you know, whether you are in ministry, whether your ministry is your business, you know, that is what we call your assignment. Mm. You know, your calling is really our relationship. And oftentimes, if I, as I've told the student as well, that, you know, your calling, which is your relationship, is really what gives value to your assignment, which is your business. Come on. You know, you can have all the knowledge in the world. You can Man, I need, you, I need you to say that again. I need you to say that again. <laughs> Amen, brother. So uh, basically, our assignment, which is, you know, for, for us who are in ministry or for you who is in business, that is your assignment. Okay. Our calling is us being in fellowship, our relationship with the Lord. And what gives value to our assignment is our relationship with the Lord. And so oftentimes I tell the student as well that, you know, if the assignment, which is, you know, God's gift that he's given us, even if it's a child, that's a gift from God. If it's a business, that's a gift from God. You know, ministry, it's, I mean, these are all gifts that God has given us. But God never, you know, gave us these gifts, you know, to take his place. And so whenever all these assignments are taking the place of God, you know, um, there needs to be a check. Because eventually we're going to run dry. Eventually we're going to knock our heads um, at some point. But the grace of God is really available to us. And the purpose of this is that you and I will forever be connected to the Lord. You and I will always be conscious of the Lord and really allow him. Man, I tell you, Pastor Tafara, it's amazing how one word from God has really sort of literally, you know, has meant so much to us that where it should have taken us months in doing things. Just one word from God and us being obedient to that has really made, um, just made a whole difference. So I want to encourage the listeners tonight to always prioritize your relationship with the Lord. Divine ideas come from your relationship. You know, the steps to take come from your relationship. You know, that transaction that you need, that word you need in that moment comes from your relationship. And so, you know, it's not for us. You know, someone said we need to work smart and not work hard. Yeah. And I really finally understood because with the Holy Spirit as our guide, I mean, you know, this always amazes me because, I, you know, I always say that 20 years ago, I mean, the state of technology now, 20 years ago, it wasn't so. But the Holy Spirit knew this, obviously, you know, I knew this. Now, what stops the Holy Spirit who is in us, who knows, you know, things ahead? to giving us, you know, the ideas, we as Christians, ideas that will change the face of the earth, you know. So really, I just feel that our relationship is so, so important, never, never to be taken lightly or never, you know, um, never to leave it forsaken. So that's really something I want to bring across, you know, that even though we might, you know, you'll be waking up early and toiling and, you know, working hard, but don't neglect your relationship with the Lord because it is what gives value you know, to our assignment and also to our business. Man, that's powerful. And, and uh, I really like what you said around, you know, the, the, the relationship 
uh, that we have with the Lord is what gives value to our assignment. Otherwise, our assignment uh, uh, becomes valueless. We, we have to keep our eyes on the giver and not on the gift. And sometimes, you know, uh, we, we sometimes get obsessed with the gift. We get obsessed with the work, particularly, uh, you know, in this generation, you know, it's go, go, go. I mean, people wake up early to go to the gym. After gym, they're uh, ready to get into traffic, to get to work. And as soon as they get to work, uh, they plug in their earphones and they get to work. And, and really, uh, we need to start making time to listen and spend time with God and spend time with the Holy Spirit uh, uh, in that relationship. And it is that relationship uh, uh, as we spend time with him that we begin to see these things that you know, are already stored up for us. The Holy Spirit knows them. He wants to reveal them to us. And uh, it's, it's, it, it, it's just important for us to start paying attention to the voice of the Holy Spirit, particularly in this season. I'm telling you, uh, copy and paste just won't cut it anymore. I know a lot of people operate in the principle of copy and paste. They just look at what their neighbor is doing and uh, control C and then control uh, v, I think if you're using a MacBook and just kind of paste it and that's what they want to do, man. The Holy Spirit doesn't want you to just copy and paste. He wants you to cut a new path. He wants you to be the one that brings witty inventions, creative ideas in the marketplace. He wants you to be the one that will bring the blessing to your company. Uh, just earlier on, we were recording some podcasts and I was teaching are from the story of Jacob and how Jacob, you know, from spending time with God, uh, uh, had the strength, this grace in the marketplace to have great initiative in Laban's business. And before all was said and done, I mean, Jacob had witty ideas, creative ideas from the Lord. He went and proposed a deal to get the animals with stripes and uh, speckled and spotted dots. And uh, before everything was said and done in Genesis 29, man, uh, it says Jacob was at the biggest, the strongest shareholding because he got it from the Lord and the blessing that the Lord had bestowed uh, upon him. And so I'm telling you, man, this generation, if we could just realize uh, how much of an advantage we have uh, over the, the unbelievers, man, we would do amazing things. We have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit, scripture tells us that he will show us things to come. Uh, that, that includes, you know, uh, new trends uh, in your area of calling. That includes new trends in your industry. It includes new trends uh, in the marketplace. The Holy Spirit knew that face masks would be in demand in April 2020. He could have Amen. told that to someone in 2019, September. And by the time the demand hits, man, you, <laughs> you have a first mover advantage. But we just need to start uh, uh, listening to the Holy Spirit. So some of, what are some of the ways uh, that we can begin to um, uh, uh, enjoy this relationship with God uh, to, to, to hear some of these uh, uh, things that we are talking about, Isaac? Pastor I think from our side, you know, we all need to, um, it really begins for me by us being intentional. You know, whatever you, um, you are intentional to, whatever means a lot to you, it doesn't matter how busy you are, you will always be able to make time for it. Man, I tell you, I remember when I met my wife and, you know, um, at that stage when you were so in love, it, does, it didn't matter you know, how long you had to work for, 
you always make time just Come to spend on. some time with it. So I think Come for on. me, it really begins, you know, in people just being intentional about it. And when you are intentional, whether it means waking up early, whether it means sometime during the day, but you always make the time. And so I think for me, that's always the first, you know, step. You need to see, you know, why it's important. You need to, you need to understand the importance of your relationship with God and the impact it can have in your business or ministry. And from there, you will become intentional in doing that. And man, within no time, I tell you, man, um, you will see God coming through. You know, he's always present, always waiting for us. You know, but just the things that are birthed in relationship. And sometimes, even if it means, you know, you receive peace in the midst of that, that's more than enough to carry you, obviously, through the day. So a whole lot is really established within that. Your identity is established. You know, you know who you are. You know what you have. You know who is on your side. And the effect of this is that it makes you confident. It makes you take on the, you know, stuff that people wouldn't normally take on all because you are confident in God who is in you and who is for you uh, in whatever that you do. Amen. I think I have another question here uh, on Zoom. Uh, it says, uh, uh, what if God has given you a dream or a vision, but it seems to be taking time uh, to come to fruition and to manifestation? How do I navigate uh, the season of waiting? And I always say, you know, I mean, there are so many things in our heart. If I share with you some of the visions God has given us, you know, it might maybe, um, it, uh, you probably cry on our behalf, but you know what, but we believe what God has said. You know, we trust what God has said. And also from the place of relationship, we've learned to trust the one, um, we've learned to trust him. We've learned to trust that if he said so, it will come to pass. Now, how long it takes, you know, we don't know. You know, Habakkuk said, if it tarries, you know what, um, just stay with it because it will come to pass. Come you know, so it's just really a matter of just doing what your hand finds to do well, being faithful where you're at, you know, really being committed to what God has entrusted you with in doing. I believe it's line upon line and just really, you know, serving God with all your heart and doing things unto the Lord, being faithful to whatever God is putting in your heart in the moment. And I believe from there, things just unfold. How he does it, only he knows. But what is important is that we embrace what we have right now and be faithful with what we have. And out of that, you know what, uh, God is able to obviously open doors and um, eventually think, uh, see the fullness of what he's obviously putting your heart coming to pass. Praise the Lord. Uh, just a question for me. Uh, what are some of the ways I know now uh, you, have, you have an interesting story of moving from being a student to being the director of that same school that you were a student in. And I think it's incredible. Uh, it's phenomenal. Uh, and it never happens uh, uh, all the time. Seldom does that happen. It's a blessing uh, just to witness. And uh, uh, in being faithful, what are some of the things that you uh, witnessed along the journey of transitioning from being a student and to being uh, the director of, because uh, from the student's perspective, I mean, the directors are crazy and the principal is too strict. And from the principal's perspective, you know, it, it's, it's a different story. So, so what are some of the things you have had to adjust and to navigate that uh, uh, path? I think from our side, you know, coming back to what we started with, you know, understanding that he's called you not according to your works, not according to your abilities, but he's called you according to his purpose and according to his grace. So I think we had to embrace, you know, the opportunity God has given us and also trust in the grace 
that he had also made available for us to be able to carry out and do what he's also called us to do. But I think for us, a big adjustment obviously took place in our hearts. You know, I always use the story of, you know, um, when Jesus told Peter, you know, to, uh, to come. You know, Peter walked on the water, but the very same thing he walked on top of also, you know, sunk him. Um, what was the, I mean, I mean, what is the difference? The difference was in the sea because he walked on the sea and the sea also, you know, uh, drowned him. But the difference was really his perspective from where he was responding to. When he responded to Jesus, looking to Jesus, he was able to walk on the water. But when he allowed the circumstances around him, the inabilities, what you know, you know, um, um, uh, looking at yourself, you know, dwelling more and also, you know, uh, putting your perspective on the physical, he started to drown. And so for us, it's just being just allowing the Lord to lead us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, allow him to, you know, direct our path. And as we lead and as we follow, man, he makes you look good. And sometimes you wonder to yourself, Lord, is this me? Is this me? Is this me? But that's really what we are trying to bring across, that God can make you look good by the reason of his grace that is available to you, you know, than what anybody can achieve uh, in this life. And so that is really something that has made a great difference for us, just learning to follow him and also trusting in the grace I mean, he knew this time before we came into it. We might not have known, but he knew it. And he made provision for us, what we call his grace, his ability to be able to sustain us and keep us through the journey. So really just trusting the grace of God and just trusting that God is with you and also just, you know, giving him the opportunity in working through, uh, in and through himself. Man, that's powerful. And uh, this brings our uh, grace in the marketplace uh, weekly uh, session to an end. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, we're still offering this book uh, for free as long as we are still above level two. So you better pray that we stay on level three if you want to get this book. <laughs> or just send an email to admin at faithyourchurch.co.za and you, we will email you an ebook. This never happens. I never give away my best book. I mean, Grace in the Marketplace, we never give it away. It's the most expensive book that I've written. Uh, but because of the lockdown, we are giving it away during this season. And uh, the Lord just instructed me to be a blessing to all of our marketplace leaders. I like what you said, Isaac, that we should respond to Jesus and not to the storm. And so if you are uh, going back to work, going back to your business, to your job, uh, to your ministry, uh, take this, write it somewhere where you can see it, remind yourself every single day uh, that you must respond to Jesus and not to the storms of life. Uh, you must make uh, 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 this investment and this commitment that, you know, I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. I'm going to respond to that word, come. And uh, as, P as long as Peter was responding to that word, come, he walked on water. You can do the impossible uh, when you respond to Jesus. <clears throat> and you can begin to sink when you uh, respond to the storms. And so do not uh, consider uh, the circumstances. Don't consider the facts. Just consider the promises uh, of God, which are yes and amen. And so uh, I just want to take this opportunity to thank you all for joining us, reminding you to also subscribe to the podcast, Grace in the Marketplace podcast. We have several teachings that are on our 
Spotify podcast and iTunes podcast. If you have neither, you can also check it out on uh, SoundCloud. And so those three platforms, uh, type Grace in the Marketplace. You'll be able to check out several teachings that we've already uh, recorded, including tonight's teaching. It's going to be live. I see uh, Chaka Chafadzai is online right now. I think he came on because uh, you didn't want his uh, uh, director to not to see him <laughs> watching this class. And so I see uh, Fadzai is going to upload uh, this class for us before he goes to sleep tonight. I'm believing God that that's what's going to happen. And so you'll be able to uh, uh, watch or re-listen to that teaching and just revisit it. And uh, next week, we have uh, Reverend uh, Julian Kiyula, all the way from Nairobi, Kenya. Uh, he's an interesting uh, entrepreneur who is also a pastor. Uh, he is uh, the majority shareholder in a multi-million dollar business that has customers uh, all over the world. And he started it through a witty invention, a creative idea that the Holy Spirit gave to him. So you definitely want to join us next week, Wednesday, 6 p.m. We love you. God bless you. Bye-bye.